I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. There is a whole collection of black lead products at Walmart that can fit into your daily routine. And in every purchase, there is power. So show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long, because every time we buy a black led brand, we make room for another. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choice at Walmart. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products that you can add to your daily routine. Managing our money in our 20s can feel like a bit of a challenge, whether you're saving for your first car or for a big overseas trip. It can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you are trying to manage your money in your 20s or trying to run a small business, Intuit helps you take control through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair any where you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Hello everybody and welcome back to the psychology of your 20s, the podcast where we talk through some of the big life changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. New listeners, old listeners, wherever you are in the world. It is so great to have you here back for another episode. Today, we are going to be talking about closure, what it is, what it isn't. It's very elusive nature, whether we need it and how to find your self-closure without needing another person's input or needing someone to have all the answers for you. Closure, I think, is such an interesting concept in our 20s because there are so many storylines that we will live out, so many relationships and situations that will not have a neat conclusion. As much as we might might want them to, not every relationship is going to finish on a good note. Of course, when I talk about closure, most of us do think about 
relationships, we think about love, we think about that period after a relationship ends where we are left with thousands of questions. Did they really love me? What did I do wrong? What do they think of me now? Why was I not enough? Honestly, the list is endless. And I think the need for closure is a lot like grief. It is lost or misplaced love, a love that really lingers on. But beyond those romantic relationships, we can also require closure at the end of platonic relationships and friendships. I think friendships always seem to be painted as less important by our society, something that we just expect to follow along with us in life whilst our romantic relationships are really the main attraction. But I really do truly believe that they can hurt so deeply when they come to an end, probably because we never expect our friendships to end in that way. We never expect to go through a friendship breakup or You know, I've heard so many stories of lifelong friendships where the other person suddenly ghosts the friend or goes completely silent or friendship breakups that are so much worse than the heartbreak that we experience from romantic relationships. When we are that connected with someone, when we spend so much time with them, we bond over everything, we talk all the time. Seeing those connections, whether they are platonic or romantic, seeing them crumble is really upsetting especially when we are left feeling very confused and unable to seek clarity. In those moments, we want closure. We feel like it is the only thing that will help us come to terms with these events. But although we might want closure, do we really need it as much as we think we do? And when we say that we're looking for closure, what exactly does that entail? And Is it maybe slightly naive for us to think that the person who caused us so much pain and disappointment is going to be the same person who can provide us with the answers that will let us heal? I don't necessarily think so. So that's really what I want to focus on in today's episode. Do we need someone else to provide us with closure or can we provide it for ourselves? I think that my opinion is quite obvious, but before we get into that, let's look into some of the psychological origins of this concept of closure and make sure that our the foundations of our understanding are strong. Closure essentially refers to our need to make sense of a situation and feel like it has a solid conclusion. In psychology, the need for closure is seen as, as a motivation to find an answer to an ambiguous situation because as humans as we know we are not particularly good at navigating uncertainty so this motivation to find an answer it is enhanced by what we see as the benefits of this right so an increased ability to predict what might happen um, being able to remove some of those fears feeling certain of where we stand with someone really it's about finding a way and finding a place for these memories. And social psychologists in particular suggest that people tend to have a need to view their relationships as a whole, that they have, they are a complete story. They have a beginning, they have a middle and they have an end. And when a relationship concludes, the mind seeks to fill in any gaps before moving on so that it can find that ending. In other words, we need that closure to essentially finish off the story. And when we are left without an ending, either because the relationship ended quite abruptly, we didn't see it coming, you ended on a fight that you never resolved, or there was just radio silence, we don't know where to place that memory 
because it still feels like it's ongoing. It's an active storyline. Our minds have this open chapter and this lack of a conclusion keeps us going back and returning again and again and again, wanting to find more answers by searching through our memories, wanting to find a resting place for this relationship and for what it has become. We all have as humans that individual drive for closure, but that need and that drive differs between us. So mainly it differs in according to intensity and the intensity of our need for closure. This depends largely on our personality. So people with that intense need for closure, they may be used to being in control and they prefer life to go as planned. They may feel really distressed by uncertainty and might really challenge their sense of safety and well-being to not have the answers to a question. And in the 1990s, these three psychologists actually came up with the need for closure scale, which can be used to really categorize people based on a number of questions and determine where we kind of all sit on this spectrum of obtaining closure, what lengths we will go to find closure at the end of a relationship or at the end of some situation. So those of us who really need closure often make a lot of assumptions or false judgments or shut down as soon as a relationship is over in order to just provide ourselves with the ending without waiting around for someone else to come in and challenge what we feel was the reason for this relationship not working or what we feel was the reason that this had to end. The answers that we come up with, the conclusion that we reach, it's might you know, it might not be entirely correct. It might be based on a lot of false premises, but at least in our minds, the story is over. We have a nice bookend to this relationship, to this situation. In contrast, sometimes we observe individuals who avoid closure almost as a way to continue to suspend the relationship in space and time. So the movie 500 Days of Summer, if you've if you've seen it and if you haven't you really should go and watch it it's quite good but this movie cult classic it's an excellent example of someone who does not have a high need for closure in fact avoids closure so tom the main character he really remains suspended in the happy memories of the relationship and he's fixated on them almost as a way to stay connected with his ex closure signifies the end But if you are still anticipating something more, if you are unable to rectify your feelings for someone, even when you know it's time to move on, if you have these expectations that you might get back together, sometimes you actually continue to deprive yourself of closure in order to stay in the the potential of the relationship. That's because our innate need to avoid closure in some of these instances is controlled by our desire to avoid the negative consequences that come along with that. So, for example, once you acknowledge that, yes, this relationship is over, this person does not want to talk to me, I do not want to talk to them. Acknowledging that fully means that you have to start processing what that means for you, the pain that that might bring. So we elongate the situation in order to avoid that. There's actually another little interesting facet of this that it's kind of the fun fact for this episode. People, these kinds of people who don't really have that need for closure, they've done some studies on 
what that really means for the rest of their personality. And they found that in some studies conducted on the correlation between the need for closure and creativity levels, people who avoid closure are significantly more creative. Maybe that's because of their appreciation of of deep emotions or the fact that they are more comfortable with things being uncertain. So they're able to transfer that uncertainty and that kind of open-endedness into their art or what they're creating. So a little fun fact. That's not to say that depriving ourselves of closure, either unconsciously or not, uh, is all good and has a lot of benefits. I actually think that a lot of us do get to a point, even if you have a low need for closure, we do get to a point where we can no longer live in the past. And maybe our lack of closure is preventing us from moving on or it is keeping us in a very emotionally unavailable place. I think we commonly see this with people straight out of a long-term relationship who actually haven't yet figured out exactly why the relationship didn't work. Because of that, they don't necessarily know what maybe needs to change, but more often than not, you still have one foot stuck in that past relationship, taking up emotional, mental, and psychological space that might be better devoted for something else, not just to someone else, but for something else. And it's super frustrating. I've talked about this a bit before, but I had this weird situationship a few years back with someone, and it was so emotionally exhausting. It was draining. It left me in such a bad place mentally. I had no self-confidence. I could barely speak to anybody. And it took me so much time to recover and so much time to find that peace and closure that I needed, more so than when I'd ended my previous long-term relationship. And the reason why was because of how many what-ifs were left over. At least in my relationship, we kind of had the chance to really take this connection to its final destination if that makes sense like we lived out the journey that we were meant to go on we had tried to make it work it didn't there was nothing left to say there was nothing left to do the end of the story was written very quickly but with that situationship because the entire relationship had been so tumultuous the conclusion or what I thought was the conclusion was equally confusing you know was it me was it him was it just circumstances was it timing in hindsight I really can't believe I spent so much time so many months thinking about this person but I also realized that there were some parts of that relationship that always meant I was never going to get the answers that I needed at the end or so I thought I think when we are in this moment of of grief and ambiguity and, and sadness We like to believe in the idea of a quick fix and we fixate on this premise that there is something we don't know that can explain it all away and take away all these feelings. There is some answer out there that's going to make us feel better. And we place a lot of hope in, in someone else's ability to reach our emotional conclusions for us. I think we obviously all need closure. It is a human need, but we don't necessarily need someone else to give it to us. Our solution to the closure problem doesn't always lie with our ex or a former friend or any explanation that they can provide us. In fact, I think you are probably the only person who is going to be able to bring that for yourself, even if you don't realize it in the moment. In hindsight, nothing that someone else has said has made you feel any better 
normally. It's just that you have been able to integrate that into your idea of the relationship and your idea of the conclusion and write that ending for yourself. So there's a few reasons why I don't think that we should rely on other people to bring us closure. Firstly, their actions were in some ways the closure that you needed. Their inability to treat you with respect or their fickleness, their inconsistency, their cruelty, even at times, that that is really the evidence that all along this person did not have the emotional maturity to navigate an adult relationship with you, right? Like a lot of the time, if you are left without answers at the end of a relationship, something has kind of not gone wrong, but there is something that they could have provided you that they could have spoken to you about along the way that they chose not to. And I think secondly, like I mentioned before, you are relying on the same person who hurt you in the first place to heal that very wound that they created, either intentionally or unintentionally. I think the irony of this is best understood, you know, through metaphor. If you fall off a ladder and you break your back, you are not going to climb back up that same ladder with the hope that you will fall off it again and break your back back to the way that it was before. Do you know what I mean? Like this person has obviously created some pain and has injured you in some way. I don't necessarily think that they can undo that. They might not even have the answer that you want because they don't know it themselves. They may not even be able to articulate their actual feelings well enough to provide you with the clarity that you need. And there's also no guarantee that they're going to be honest with you either. So you are relying on a faulty or an unwilling messenger for your emotional and mental sanity. I also saw this really beautiful quote the other day that I think expresses this very well. Life is short. I don't think that you should wait around for apologies. Your peace is worth more than their acknowledgement. If you're looking for them to say sorry, if you're looking for them to not just apologize, but make some kind of amends, I don't think you're ever going to truly believe that anyways. And I don't think it's going to undo anything that has already happened. At least they won't be able to undo it once again sadly, it's back to you. And thirdly, and for me personally, this is the most important reason we shouldn't rely on others for closure, is that sometimes we use closure as a proxy for something else that we actually want. We think that we need to reach out to them just one more time, grab a coffee with them just once more in order to get closure. But really, what you want to do is just see them again, because you're not ready to move on. But you're evoking this idea of closure as an excuse. I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just saying from experience, I would do this. I'd be like, oh, you know, I just have a few more questions about the end of our relationship. But really, I didn't. I I knew everything that I needed to know. I just wanted to see them. You have convinced yourself that you have good intentions when actually underneath this urge is a true desire to reconnect. And this pattern is keeping you stuck in the memories of the relationship It's making you feel like it's not quite over yet, that there's more to come. You're left kind of discussing your relationship with this person. You're looking for answers that you know they can never give you. And when you repeatedly go back to this person with more excuses to catch up, you are in the closure cycle. We are not letting the connection fade away from our memory and our brains. So in psychology, particularly in cognitive psychology, There is this idea known as long-term potentiation, and it has to do with how our neurons make and 
replace connections and pathways in the brain. So the more we use a connection, for example, the more we talk to someone and see them and interact with them and bond with them, the more we use it, the stronger that neural connection becomes. When that relationship disappears, the neural pathway is not stimulated as much by an external presence or stimuli. So it's used less and less until it begins to fade and be replaced inevitably by something that is more important. That is a natural part of the recovery process, specifically after the end of a relationship. It's the reason why we say that time heals, because it quite literally does. It heals us by letting our brain do what it does best, which is prioritize what is important and what is not important. And if this person is no longer part of your life, we want our brain to deprioritize the information that it has about this individual. When we continue to find opportunities to talk to them, to reach out, to call, see this person, all we are doing is keeping this connection alive. We are keeping it strong. We are keeping that pathway and those memories present. And we aren't letting ourselves move on the way that we should. This neural explanation is not to claim that you shouldn't reach out if you really need to, but I do believe that one closure conversation is is probably enough. You have a right to ask for closure, but you need to ensure that you want it for the right reasons. And I also don't think you should expect to leave the conversation feeling completely sure of yourself and renewed. Those expectations once again contribute to the closure seeking cycle, because when you go into it, thinking I just need to hear this one thing and I'll be okay it's never just that one thing that you need to hear and so you'll keep going back wanting more and more waiting for the right thing to be said when it won't be said at all so when going into that conversation if you choose to have a closure chat make sure firstly that you have a time limit do not find yourself talking to them for six seven eight hours staying over you know going for a long drive like don't find yourself in a situation that is reminiscent of of your relationship you need to have your questions ready and you need to have your intentions clear what are you actually hoping to get out of this is there actually a reason that you need to be there right now and you need to be discussing this with them remember as well that this is also a controlled conversation this is not a time to try and get them back it's not a time to bring up old arguments this is a space for understanding and moving forward it's also important to acknowledge that there are a lot of situations where we are not provided with that opportunity to talk it through with someone else especially in some of those situations that we spoke of before where the other person has just chosen to break all contact they've chosen to block you to ghost you and this might sound controversial but as hard as that is that is their right to do I usually see these situations in friendships when someone has actually just been unable to set boundaries or communicate maybe they are very conflict averse so something has been bothering them for a while they just don't know how to talk to you about it you remain unaware. It's not like you've done anything wrong. Maybe you have, but you just haven't been given an opportunity to rectify the situation or to apologize. And so this person eventually snaps and their only option they see in their mind is to just go completely no contact with you. I know it doesn't feel fair that we are left to navigate the aftermath of this ourselves, but we cannot control what other people see as best for them. 
What you can control is what you do next. And I think it's your turn to do what's best for you and to find a way to move forward and provide yourself once again with closure. So that is what I want to discuss next. How do we find closure without reliance on others? How do we move on successfully? Well, all of that and more after this short break. I love being able to talk about brands that I use on the podcast, and this is a brand that I've been personally using for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive Women's Multivitamin Gummies, are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help you convert food into fuel. They also have calcium and vitamin D to support bone health and healthy hair, skin, and nails. And for those of you who may be watching your sugar intake, they now have a zero sugar version made with plant-based sweeteners, including stevia extract and monk fruit extract. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive Women's Multivitamin Gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any Alive Women's Multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Let's be a bit vulnerable for a second. The last few months have been quite stressful for me, leading to a lot of hair thinning, which is so much more normal than I first thought. About half of us are going to experience hair thinning at some point in our lives, but that doesn't leave you completely helpless. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to you based on your biology, your life stage and lifestyle factors. And the process is super simple. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code PSYCHOLOGY. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code psychology. That's Nutrafol.com promo code psychology. Many people feel anxious when they think about their finances. It can be really overwhelming, stressful, even feel hopeless, especially when we're in our 20s and we're first starting out and not really sure what to do. But when you have a solid financial plan in place, this anxiety turns into confidence. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you are trying to manage your money in your 20s or trying to run a small business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks and MailChimp. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T dot com to start living yours. Let's get into it. 
Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair and anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Providing ourselves with the emotional, psychological, mental closure that we need, doing it all by ourselves, officially closing a chapter in this book, is not going to come without some challenges. I know this all too well. I'm sure that you do as well if you're listening to this episode. And there are so many times where we sit back and I think just wish and pray that we could be over it by now we just want to be over it we're ready to just have moved on but sometimes we're also not willing to do the work to get there because the path through is often often you know the path that is hardest but I have five tips and kind of pieces of instruction for you and I think following this process releases a lot of the grief and the anguish that otherwise keeps us quite trapped in the past and quite trapped in the closure cycle. So my tips are as follows. We're going to talk about changing your mindset around what the end of this relationship has brought you. Second, how to not be afraid of negative emotions. Thirdly, how not to be afraid of memory flare-ups. How to take responsibility. And then finally, how to release the pain that is wanting you to go back and ask more questions and look for more answers. And I have a specific exercise for this that I think is so important. It has been so helpful to me in those times that I really needed closure. So to begin, let's talk about changing your mindset. We hear this a lot. And I understand that when we hear this, we talk, people talk about mindset shifts and whatnot. It's very easy to dismiss this and just be like, that is a that is nonsense that it's a bunch of garbage like let's just skip this step I don't need to change my mindset it's just a terrible situation I get it and in many ways it is a terrible situation but we're gonna trust the psychology on this and the psychology says that we have control over our cognitions and our thoughts about a situation and these cognitions can be changed to better suit us so instead of of sitting there and and thinking This is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. This is so terrible. I'm never going to recover from this. I'm never going to find love again. I'm never going to have a friend as good as her. This is the end for me. Replace those thoughts deliberately with ones that suit you better. Yes, it sucks, but this ending was a gift. This has given me things that I wouldn't have imagined for myself. What doors are opening because that relationship ended? What is it teaching you about yourself? I always say that the best beginnings are truly hidden in the endings of things because it's there that the story really gets to take like so many different turns. It's where the storyline is most open for change. That's the point that you're at right now. I think stop those negative thoughts and replace them with a deliberate thought. So when you think, I just want to get over this, I'm I'm so, this is just the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Stop and say, this might be the best thing that's ever happened to me, I just can't see it yet. 
I just don't know what my future looks like. And that is really exciting. When you continue to interrupt those negative thoughts and replace them, that repetition will mean that you get to a point someday where it becomes automatic. You don't need to try and convince yourself. You just believe it. You just believe that maybe this happened not for a reason, but there is something that is going to come out of this that you would have missed if that relationship had continued. I really think that understanding that and having a more positive, not just positive, but a different mindset towards the end of a relationship, towards the need for closure, gets us to a point where we are not scared to let ourselves move on. And this is where the next step comes in. True closure is about facing, unfortunately, negative emotions. And sometimes what keeps us in the memories of a relationship, what keeps us going back, what keeps us unable to move on, is knowing that the next step after that is going to be really painful. Once we acknowledge that the relationship is truly over, that there is no more that they can provide us that is going to make us feel better, there is no more bargaining, that is going to naturally trigger a lot of grief. And so we engage in avoidance. But when we allow ourselves to realize that, you know, true closure is about facing these negative emotions, there will be hard times when we no longer avoid the tears, we no longer avoid the fears about the future, the anxieties, the dark emotions, but we find an outlet for that energy. I really think that we get to a closer point of being able to live with these past experiences and the knowledge that they didn't work out. It is not as scary as it has to be. I also want to reassure you that subconsciously, unconsciously thinking about this person, having them pop into your head, does not mean that you are not ready to move on. Do not confuse that with a need to reach back out to this person. It is totally, entirely normal to still have the occasional thought about them, especially if you've been with this person for a long time or they are a friend who has been with you for your whole life, or the situation you're trying to find closure from was particularly upsetting or traumatic or really frustrating, it takes a while for that memory to be dulled and to feel like it has a place. I think we all know that weird feeling where you wake up after a dream that you've had about someone and you haven't seen them for months, and suddenly there they are popping up in your subconscious or strangely you just can't stop thinking about the things that you did you know two summers ago you can't stop thinking about the situation these are called memory flare-ups and they are totally normal especially when we are dreaming our brain just tends to fire off a lot of random energy and that sparks old connections old paths old feelings it doesn't say anything more than that it is not a secret sign to you to reach out it is not a secret sign that you are not ready for closure that there is something left to be said It's just likely that something in your environment has subconsciously triggered these memories to reappear. It could also be what we call the anniversary effect if these memories are occurring around a significant date, maybe on Valentine's Day or their birthday or six months since your breakup. The anniversary effect is a term used in the PTSD space that refers to the tendency for us to start reliving past experiences and events when a significant date comes around because it's the significance of that anniversary that cues our memories. So 
don't fear it. There is no hidden message for you in this. You are not doing anything wrong. You are not, I think, unprepared for closure. Just let it come and let it go. The fourth step is around accountability. Now, I think we've taken this perspective for most of this episode of like, someone has wronged me, someone has left me, how do I find closure? How do I move past this experience? Sometimes though, we have been the one who has done the wrong thing, even if we didn't mean to. And it's actually that urgent and that craving for closure that we have to reach out to that person is really just the urge to resolve the lingering guilt that we feel. We want this other person to forgive us. We want them to accept our apology because we weren't happy with our behavior and we cannot move on from this place of guilt and remorse and regret. I think in those moments, it's really important to actually examine the role you had to play in what ended up occurring. If you continue to ignore what is so blaringly obvious and wrong, maybe, about your behavior, it actually doesn't help you in the future. All it's going to do is ensure that you make that mistake again and you go through what you are going through again with another person you care about, facing the same kind of emotional turmoil and regret and resentment even that you're feeling right now. Really take a solid hard look at what about this situation were you responsible for? Did you not respect their boundaries maybe? Did you overstep their boundaries? Were you not really on your best behavior? Was there something happening in your environment that you allowed to be projected onto them? What was your role in creating this situation? It's very easy to blame others, especially since we like to protect our self-esteem and we like to feel like we are good people. It is only natural to feel that way. But the older you get, the more you realize that that really doesn't make you a better person. You're just suppressing the parts of you that might actually end up hurting other people. And this moment right now, this moment where you're looking for closure, is a great time to turn to yourself for answers and turn to yourself for the promise that this won't happen in the future because I'm going to take responsibility for my role in this. Finally, if you're looking for the closure that we have been talking about all along, you are unable to get it, you are searching high and low for some kind of answer or explanation for why this has happened. It might be time to do some further digging and further self-forgiveness, but also forgiveness of the other person for what is essentially the pain that you're experiencing, whether it is deliberate or accidental. So we've talked about this exercise before, but I want to speak about it again. This is around, it's like a letter writing exercise, and you're going to write two letters. You are going to write a final letter to this person, apologizing, acknowledging, expressing how hurt you feel but why you are ready to let go why now is the time that you're going to move on I want you to write that letter and give as much detail as possible you are going to detail every emotion that you have felt why it was directed towards them the emotions that have been directed towards yourself every confusing thing about this situation everything that you are mad about everything that you are maybe grateful for write it in that letter and then get rid of it I know this sounds super silly, but do something that symbolically kind of represents that you are like cleansing yourself of this past, kind of removing or or cleansing yourself of the guilt that you're feeling or the sadness. Not going to promote 
arson, obviously, but like burning the letter is in a controlled space is actually really deeply moving because it does feel like quite poetic and symbolic that you have had this pent up emotional landscape and pent up emotional state for so long that you're finally letting yourself physically like burn it down physically destroy some of these emotions that's the first letter write the letter to them and then write the letter to yourself to the self yourself right now who is experiencing this what do they need to hear from you is it that it's going to get better what do they need to hear about what you're feeling especially when we think about this in terms of reading it back in the future. What would you want to remember about this experience that is going to teach you something and that is going to serve as a landmark in three months, six months time for you to look back on and say, I've actually done a lot of work from here. I'm actually feeling a lot better. I am no longer in that like intense, exaggerated state of needing needing to see them, needing to get an answer, needing that closure like it's water. There's been a lot of research on these kinds of exercises. The first thing that they're really helpful with doing is preventing you from ruminating in your own mind over and over again about every small detail and therefore allowing yourself to kind of be beholden to these memories. But research has also shown that this type of writing that allows us to examine what we've lost through a redemptive lens without blame and that focuses on your current emotional state and focuses even sometimes on the positives it can be very useful in helping us to achieve closure whereas when we simply just vent and rant to our friends actually what you're doing is just maintaining this cycle of feeling like this situation this person has control over you in some senses i want to say this again the answers do not lie in someone else. You can provide yourself with closure, whether that is through a mindset shift or kind of a cathartic release, making some changes to how you see yourself, but also understanding that this relationship maybe had to end for a reason. This situation had to occur. There is something contained in this that you might not be able to see right now, but is really important for your journey I think that that really allows us to come to peace with the situation and not feel like it has total control over who we are and who we're becoming. I want to say this final thing, but time seriously does heal all wounds. Your grip on these memories and this experience will loosen as time goes on and as those experiences are replaced with better ones and novel experiences as well and new things and new relationships and new people and new things to be happy about so I really hope that this has provided you with an overview of why maybe you don't really need closure from someone else why you can provide it for yourself some of the pitfalls of looking for closure and being desperate for it and whatever you're going through whether I described your situation or not if this related to you in any way I'm sending you a lot of love and a lot of strength. I know it can be incredibly difficult, but I think you're doing the right thing. You are obviously listening to content about this and you are searching for answers that lay beyond this other person or lay beyond the circumstances you can't control. So I'm proud of you. Congratulations. 
As always, if there is someone who needs to hear this episode, please feel free to share it with them. Make sure you have left a five-star review and that you are following us on Instagram at That Psychology Podcast. If you have an episode suggestion, if you just want to say hi, if you have feedback, if you have any further tips for getting closure in these tough situations, I would love to hear from you. We will be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay safe. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair and Anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. From 8am to 8pm with giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it is the perfect time to try, like and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choice at Walmart. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply valid through June 30th.